Welcome to Subscribing to Wellness, the show where Rachel Newman and myself, Daniel Fairman, sit down with leading founders, executives, and investors committed to building a healthier future for consumers. Today on Subscribing to Wellness, we are joined by Yanni Hoofnagel, CEO and founder of Lemon Perfect. Lemon Perfect is a hydrating lemon water with five calories, zero sugar, and no artificial flavors or sweeteners. Early this year, Yanni closed a $31 million Series A with a strong group of investors, including Beachwood Capital, Built Rodeo Capital, Militas Ventures, and Beyonce Knowles Carter. Prior to starting Lemon Perfect, Yanni was a collegiate basketball coach, holding roles at several universities, such as University of Nevada, Berkeley, and Vanderbilt. Yanni, welcome to Subscribing to Wellness. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. We're super pumped to get you. We know you've been busy with the announcement of the amazing Series A fundraise. Could you maybe take a step back and just tell us a little bit about your background prior to becoming an entrepreneur and how you landed on this idea for Lemon Perfect? Sure. Well, I coached basketball for 10 years. And my my last year coaching, I was at the University of Nevada in Reno. And I was on a recruiting trip to Santa Rosa Junior College. And as you go from Reno to Santa Rosa, at the end of the trip, you stop through Petaluma, or drive through Petaluma, California. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw a little strip mall and, and there was a, a sports supplement store. And I said, it's a doubleheader. Let me go grab a couple of protein bars for the game. And, and when I walked in, the man working behind the register, he saw my Nevada basketball sweatshirt. And he said, do you work for the team? I said, yes, I'm an assistant coach. And he said, my God, my dream is to be a strength and conditioning coach for an NBA basketball team. I said, wow, well, Matt, here's my card. If I can ever be helpful, just email me or call me and, and I'll see what I can can do. And about a, a month later, he sent me a book that he was working on, a draft of a book that he was working on called The Ketogenic Diet. And this is late 2016. So before Keto was in the, the mainstream psychology of the American consumer. And I had heard about it from afar, but really never dove in. And I was searching a little bit for some structure with my diet, my training program. And I said, Matt, I'm in A through Z, let's do it. And in the back of Matt's book were all these sample meal plans. And every day started by drinking organic lemon water. And it became a non-negotiable part of my daily routine. And I hated it, right? There's one Whole Foods in Reno. So I'm driving 15 minutes to go buy organic lemons, cut the lemon, squeeze the lemon, uh, juice all over, bland taste. I mean, most mornings I just threw my hands up in the air and, and cursed myself out, but I stuck with it. And, and towards the end of the season, I'm in the locker room or the video room, actually. And I look around and all of our coaches and players are drinking by. And I just had a, a light bulb moment. I said, hold on, can you take organic lemon water and give it the flavor profile of by? And that seed, if you will, of this journey, what I would call the intersection of great flavor that's also good for you has been the bedrock of what we've built really from day one. And uh, who would have thought that buy would now be directly competitive and who we try to get after every single day. But uh, that's the origin story. I, I The season ended. I was having lunch with a friend in Santa Monica, California, actually very entrepreneurial friend. And I, I said, John, what do you think of this idea? Like, is it crazy? He said, no, I love it. Anything that you can do that can capture a piece of someone's daily routine, what they do in the morning when they first get up, what they do at night when they go to sleep or any point B, C, D, E in between is worth going for. And I jumped up and I said, John, I'm going to build the morning drink. Here we go. And, and 
literally our first round of packaging, it said jumpstart on the side. Like that's how we built it. And that night from John's apartment, I Googled how to start a beverage brand. And that's coming up on, on five years now, you know, and several millions bottles of bottles later. Unbelievable story. What do you take from your experiences as a collegiate basketball coach kind of to the entrepreneurial world, whether that's in terms of building the business, culture, hiring, et cetera? Yeah, we go to battle every day. You know, we're a a scoreboard first business. So, you know, I'm, you know, intensely focused on, on numbers and on building a team first culture, right? And so those two things have really propelled us from the day that we hired our first full-time person, you know, we're incredibly competitive, but, you know, we like to fly around the court or the country now, if you will, and have fun. And, uh, you know, we've embraced the work that it takes to build a brand when all the odds are against you, right? So we've embraced an underdog mentality. Beverage is an almost impossible game to win, but we've certainly you know, cherish the opportunity to wake up every day and roll up our sleeves and and fight against, you know, Big Soda and their distribution network that, you know, that plays in our category. And so, you know, a lot of parallels. I mean, honestly, when people ask me why I think we've been um, successful, at least out of the gates or been able to build a business to this point in beverage, I say, go coach college basketball for 10 years and then come back to me. You know, I was a storyteller then in recruiting. I'm a storyteller now in recruiting and then also with potential capital partners, right? And I I was fortunate that I I, I had assistant coaching jobs where there was great story to tell. But what I would say is that Lemon Perfect is the best story that I've had to tell so far. Can you tell us about the actual product and the nutrition profile of what you're drinking now, as well as the benefits of lemons in general? Sure. Lemon Perfect is a is a super refreshing, deliciously hydrating lemon water with zero sugar and no artificial flavors or sweeteners. In every bottle, we have 100% vitamin C and naturally occurring electrolytes from potassium. You know, lemons are really interesting in that they're a super fruit that left out the sugar, if you will, right? There are really only two fruits that you could build a, a beverage brand around that would hit on the nutritional deck that today's consumer is looking for around low calorie and, and lower zero sugar. And one is the lime. And I think it would be really hard to build a beverage brand around the lime. And the other is the lemon. And, you know, it's an incredibly familiar fruit. You have 80% of U.S. households that would have uh, a lemon in in that at some point would be on their shopping list over the course of a year. So un- unbelievably familiar fruit. I think there's a halo around the health benefits and uh, and they're extensive even beyond what I just mentioned, right? Whether, you know, cancer fighting phylanols, you know, whether it's clearer skin, digestive support, immune boosting vitamin C, I mean, the list just goes on and on. And, you know, we tend to generally stop where the American consumer would understand, which is around vitamin C and electrolytes from potassium. But there is a, a much deeper list that we're all incredibly proud to uh, to be able to put in front of people every day. Totally. Why do you think it hadn't been done before? You know, so many people love drinking lemons in their water. And as you said, it's such a phenomenon. Why, why hadn't it been done before? You know, I think there are a lot of great ideas out there that you know, haven't been done before. And and then someone does them, right? I I think across multiple, 
you know, multiple categories, right? I mean, you know, before, before there was, you know, the smartphone, I don't even know what people did, right? So, so I think disruptive ideas, they're always disruptive ideas, right? Someone just has to wake up one day and say, my God, why hasn't this been done before? And then actually go and, and do it, right? And I think that's where the divide is. I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm lucky that we're first to market now building a moat around lemon water, and certainly, you know, being first has provided, you know, big benefits. And, and, you know, you know, we've, yeah, first mover advantage, I think, in beverage is probably more important than in, you know, other businesses where they, you know, the barrier to entry on building products is probably not as hard or not as challenging, you know, and, and yeah. so that's helped us. Yeah, I think like, my feeling is just very simply, and this could be wrong. I think mentally consumers may have just thought that like recreate like putting lemons in water wasn't that much of like a habit disruptor and i think to your point like you had this really like tangible moment where you realized really that like lemons are extremely healthy food that like people need to implement their diet and that actually if you really want to do it the right way there is a major barrier and challenging to having it on a regular basis so that's i mean i think that clicked in your head and then you were bold and went for it and, and, and what I'll say to that point is what we got right from minute one was that the product had to taste good, right? If you ask the consumers that are obsessed with Lemon Perfect, you know, why do they drink Lemon Perfect? One is the taste, two is, you know, for hydration, lemons actually come a little bit further down the list, surprisingly, right? And so, you know, at the core we knew we had to taste good. And then we layered in, you know, the superfood lemon, you know, after that. But I think the disruption here, you know, Rachel and, and, and Daniel is, is actually on our flavor profile, maybe less, you know, lemon water and more about bringing real flavor innovation without the sugar to an enhanced water category that's been screaming for innovation for the last, call it, you know, five plus years since what Ben was able to build it by. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And I think before I switch topics, I think the challenge here that you're really overcoming and doing a great job with is just continuing as a beverage brand to stay relevant for the long term in creative ways, which I feel like Olipop is also in a great job doing. But I feel like in a lot of cases, there'll be a brand that kind of emerges for a hot second for maybe a six to 12 month period. And then unless they can stay relevant with like creative mental ability in consumers' heads, they'll often kind of fade out into the background. And so I think you guys, I think Olipop, I think a few other brands are just doing a great job finding creative ways to stay relevant. But just to switch subjects, I want to talk, and I don't want to get too much in the weeds, but just a bit about capital raising, margin, pricing. You're just coming off an amazing Series A, $31 million Series A with Beyonce Knowles on the cap table, with Melitas, with Goat Rodeo, with Beachwood. We love all three of those firms. Could you just talk a little bit about the challenges of kind of pitching a business that has a lot of potential to scale, but maybe a bit lower in margin profile in the short term, and really convincing investors of that vision that over time, you will achieve enough scale to really implement margin enhancement and economies of scale and, you know, land on a positive cash flow business. It's a great question, right? And one that I think I, I address or talk about almost every day, right? From the very first check that I, I don't want to use the word solicited because I've, I've never sold Lemon Perfect. I've presented our vision and then let the chips fall where they may, right? There's a big difference between selling and presenting. And I've never sold Lemon Perfect, not one time. In fact, I have never reached out to set an investor meeting. And we have over 260 entities on the cap table. So 
it has been all inbound or a relationship at the friends and family level to kind of get the thing going. But, you know, I I am probably in the minority in that margin profile and profitability matters very, very little at the beginning. In fact, it doesn't matter at all if you have the capitalization ability to, you know, to keep going. It matters at the end, right? And we have gone, you know, basically production run over production run and our margin profile continues to improve. And now for the first time, based on now negotiated contracts with the next contract manufacturers for us, when we look out a couple of years from here, we will have industry leading margin math or gross margin with a business that will be spitting out free cash flow. And there's no way to get there unless you make the sacrifices that we've made early on. So you have to be a founder who's willing to take dilution, right? You have to be steadfast in your story, despite whatever the macro environment is around you, right? We have incredible dislocation in the supply chain and the capital markets today. And there's, sure, we have looked at every line item of our P&L and we're making sure that we preserve our cash as best as we can. But I'm not going into a cave and not continuing to think about our share of stomach story and getting to where we ultimately want to go. But this is going to be a couple hundred million dollar net revenue business with free cash flow in the not too distant future. That's a valuable business, right? An immensely valuable business. But we'll have raised to get there. We'll have raised a hundred million dollars. And but you know, a hundred million dollars in for a business that could be pushing a billion dollars of enterprise value, that's a good bet. Now, if you don't have the product, right? And you're not willing to compress your gross margin story today or early to build a big story for tomorrow, well, then you can't get there. I knew that when we went from a cold chain product to a shelf-stable product, I knew that I had to make a margin decision to be less than $2 on the shelf, to compete, to play. Remember, when you when, when I mean, the first retailer that took a big chance on us was Publix. And when I walked into Publix, I looked at a shelf that had vitamin water, Propel, Buy, Hint, and Zico. And all those products, with the exception of Zico, were on the shelf for less than $2. And so I said, my God, when a customer walks or a consumer walks up to that shelf and they look at price tags and they look at bottle size, remember, we're today... We're in a 12-ounce vessel versus buy it at 18, hint, and vitamin water at 16. Like, we, we had to give our, ourselves a chance to survive in advance, to live another day, to play another day. And so, you know, when beverage entrepreneurs, they come to me and they say, oh, my God, look at, your, look at, how, look at our margins. Look at our, how much money. And they're like a year old or two years old. I'm like, guys, who cares? Are you selling the business tomorrow? Is Coke buying a business that's done $10 million in revenue? No. So it doesn't matter. But again, you know, like you got all these quote unquote super smart people out there that are saying you got to have margin profile, you got to have free cash flow, you got to, you know, control your growth. I think it's crazy talk. In our last financing, 
We had 41 notices of pro rata that went out, pro rata participation rights. We had 37 investors that took either full or more than full, rata, full pro rata. That to me is signaling that we've been really good financial stewards or fiduciary stewards of our capital. And that's the greatest endorsement of all. But again, it goes back to having a big story to tell. We can build the biggest beverage brand ever. We talk about the concept of flavor knowing no boundaries here often. And we truly do have a product that can sell from Beverly Hills to Baton Rouge and everywhere in between. And so, yes, you have to have some reason for your capital partners to believe that you can really stretch beyond just winning in Whole Foods and Sprouts and, you know, the natural channel. Otherwise, the story doesn't make sense. You know, it's easy for me to yell and scream about long-term COGS improvement with scale and ever-improving margin math. But if we had a product that wasn't turning on the shelf, you know, yeah. then the story is it's, it's garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. And I, I mean, that was one of the most insightful answers I've honestly heard in the history of this podcast. Like truly, really appreciate you taking us through that. I think the other thing that's great about the timing, you were talking about first mover advantage and beverage and how big it is when you bring something new and disruptive to the category. And I think now, again, we're shooting this during the summer of 2022 about, but, you know, macroeconomic headwinds are on the horizon. And I think businesses that haven't locked down the, the, you know, the amounts of capital that they really need to stay afloat for the next one to two years may have some significant challenges going out and starting a fundraise right now at this exact moment. And so the fact that not only are you a first mover, but you've just locked down an amazing round of fundraising with high value add investors at a large amount is also setting you up for a long-term kind of success here and ability to take more share um, and maybe feel a bit of less competitive pressure from other kind of beverage startups that may have some trouble raising here in the near future. Yeah, and you know what? If I could go raise more money now, I would. And we've got, well, I'm not going to, I mean, we, our balance sheet has never looked better. And I have two meetings on Monday with what I would consider A plus consumer funds. And if they wanted to put a term sheet in front of us, I would take a hard look at it because you startups, food and beverage startups in particular, sometimes they die because the product isn't very good. But the only way to actually die is to run out of money. Think about that, right? Like the only way to actually go home is to wake up one day and have $0 in the bank. And for me, there are only two ways out of this office. One is in a box and two is with some coins in my pocket. And so I'd rather have option two where I walk out of here with some coins in my pocket and, you know, to do that, you might have to take a little additional dilution. And so I've actually had some really interesting conversations across food and beverage with founders that are going out to raise or considering raising. And I, I would fight for valuation, but at the end of the day, take the cash, put money in the bank. You have to play another day. And so it's you, like anyone that sits there and, and, and doesn't want to raise more money is being myopic. We, we have a great group of capital partners. Someone who you mentioned earlier in the episode was very against us raising. So, so in the last rounds, we basically tried 
to raise one amount. And then there was so much interest. We ripped that up. We raised another amount. Then there was so much. We ended up raising basically three times what we set out to go raise. And he was cursing me out. He called me up earlier last week and he said, I have to be honest. You're a genius, you know, because you never know what the macro environment's ultimately going to look like. And so here we are with, you know, inflation at 40 year highs. You've got incredible dislocation in the public markets. I mean, and I listen, I, I have two screens in my office and I watch CNBC out of the corner of my eye all day. One, because I think it's a great learning ground just from like a just understanding how people talk about business. Right. I, I never did this before. So between like taste radio and CNBC, I got my PhD in beverage. And then we put great people around me as well. But, you know, look, we are very sensitive to making sure that we have enough cash to survive and advance. And so, you know, again, like my answer is that I would raise as much as you can. I would make sure that other other deal terms like control, preference, and the like, they're much more important than the headline valuation. That's what I've learned, at least to this point. You know, I want to be able to make decisions. I'm not saying I would do it, but if I want to buy a Super Bowl ad, I want to make the decision. I don't want to have to make three phone calls to go do it, right? I don't want to bang my head against the wall to try to get approval on budget and stuff like that. And again, like, you know, if you generally make good decisions, as I think we have, you'll get buy-in. But all I want to do is win. Like, that's it. All I want to do is win. And so that's how we think about this business every day from, you know, we make decisions that give us the best chance to be the last team standing. That's it. We want to be the category leader in enhanced water. Right now, vitamin water has about a 44 share of the category. We have 104 basis points based on the last refresh of data. That's a long road to go. Think about that. We got to make up 44 points a share. Going to be hard to do that without capital. But we will get there. And, and we have a goal by 2027 to be the market leader by share in the enhanced water category. And that's a multi-billion dollar business. Well, we can't help but ask about the headlines from the most recent raise, Beyonce joining the cap table. So can you give us a little insight into how you guys got her and what that was like bringing her on board? I can't talk about the specifics around Beyonce and the investment. What I can share is that she's a very authentic fan of the brand and it was uh, a very organic introduction, and, and I'll leave it at that. But we're obviously thrilled that she's a part of our story and that she believes in the entry point and the investment. And, you know, hopefully we'll prove her right. Yeah. As you spotted, you saw her post, like she was posting something on social with lemon in her hand a while back and it caught your eye. Is that kind of, was that the story? I can, I can comment on this because it's public knowledge. She posted uh, on her Instagram story in January of 2020, there was a, a bottle of Lemon Perfect in her limousine. And so uh -huh. that's when we first learned that, wow, maybe Beyonce is a fan of, of Lemon Perfect. And again, I won't get into specifics what happened between then and, and the investment, but um, I can share that she's a very authentic fan of the brand. And we're obviously thrilled by that. 100%. Of course, of course. Last question. We like to ask all our guests what it means to them to subscribe to wellness. So what are some things you're focused on a weekly basis, despite, you know, managing an extremely demanding business that keep you sane, keep you healthy? 
I think I have to do a better job here, but I I work out almost every morning. So I hired a personal trainer. I, I would tell you that that has been one of the best investments that I've made. You know, I don't pay myself a big salary here. I've got big upside, but I have to, when the bell goes off in the morning, I have to answer the bell, right? And every morning at 6.45, when I'm here, and I do travel a lot, but when I'm here, I'm in the weight room and we get after it and we attack, we go hard. I, I, we set the timer on my Apple Watch for 50 minutes and it's a war. And, you know, so that's really helped me. You know, I take breaks during the day and I walk outside and I get sun, usually without my phone for like 10 or 15 minutes. I just bring my key card. It's a great opportunity. I encourage taking long walks. Look, we have a culture of wellness here, right? I mean, think about what we're selling every day. We have a product that will make America a healthier place. I mean, think about that, right? We wake up, we get to go build a great business. And at the same time, we will take millions of pounds of sugar out of the American diet, especially over time in the most underserved communities. That's special. That's magical. So we're selling a better for you product that that helps construct an overall halo of wellness at the company. Every single person in this company has a hundred dollar a month fitness reimbursement. And we take great pride in that. Right. I'll ask people what they're doing. If someone tells me that they just got back from working, like never will I say anything about it. Right. We have people leave here early sometimes to go do orange fit theory, go to the gym. And so it, it's again, listen, this is not an easy job. Right. This is this ain't no Monday through Friday, nine to five. And with that, you know, we talk about this concept of giving our people clear minds and fresh legs. Like that's really important to me. And almost every Friday when we have our all hands call, I say, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that you have a clear mind and fresh legs, right? We have unlimited PTO. We encourage people to use it. And it starts with me, right? And, and I've already got my vacation or my days off booked for the year. But when we're on, we go hard. We go hard. Our group text is buzzing on the weekends. We've got people that are in the trenches, in the trade, doing doing extra work. We call it extra shot. You know, it's like a basketball player who stays after practice and gets up extra shots. So we talk about this concept of ES, right? We have all these acronyms at the company. One of them is ES. So like when someone posts on Slack on a Saturday that they're demoing in a store, you know, I'll say ES. But we've created a culture of people that want to put up extra shots. And how do you get better? Well, you got to get extra shots up, right? You stay after practice. You come in early. You get a good sweat before you actually step on the floor. And then when the lights go on, you're ready to go play, right? So so we've created that culture. But again, like you can't run hard up and down the floor if you have tired legs, right? You can't lock in on your defensive assignments if you're not mentally ready to go. So for us, you know, it's really important that, we allow our people to take deep breaths on the sprint up the mountain, if you will. Love that. Such a, I mean, it's such a cool mission too. We were talking also with, what was it, Jordan from Super Coffee a few weeks back. We posted his episode and this, this alliance to control excessive sugar, like all the brands in that group are just incredible and have such big missions to, to go after. So yeah, we just tip our hats to you. Congrats on building something amazing. No, thank you. And I'm, I'm trying to keep up with Super Coffee. You know, Jimmy, Jake, and Jordan are great friends and they've been unbelievable advisors 
to me and to our team. Selfless. I mean, it's incredible. I don't know how they had, I don't talk about time management. Seriously. I mean, there are not many days that go by where one of them doesn't send a text and say, how can I help? It, it's, you talk about, you know, sharing energy. I mean, those three guys, my goodness. So, I mean, I can go down a list of founders that I've become very close with in food and beverage. And there is a genuine joy, I think, in the success of others for the most part. And I would say that Super Coffee is at the top of that pyramid. Yeah, totally. Where can our listeners learn more or find Lemon Perfect? We're at retailers nationwide. We're also on Amazon and our own website, lemonperfect.com. We're building distribution, but you can find us just about anywhere now and and would love for your listeners to take a chance on us. And I, I suspect that they will come back. Awesome. Thank you so much. We are huge fans. We're super excited to watch you unleash this next phase of growth and we'll be rooting for you. This was fun. And congratulations to the two of you for the early success in your careers and the journeys that you're on. When the two of you are running your own fun one day, I hope that whatever idea I have next, maybe you'll take a look at. Absolutely. We definitely will. (laughs) Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. Feel free to rate, review, and share the podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Wellness. If you'd like to sponsor us, please see the supporter link in our podcast bio. We hope everyone has a great rest of week filled with wellness, and we'll see you next time.